Today, I am joined by Pistons content creator King to talk about the Detroit Pistons offseason, what to expect this upcoming season, and a whole lot more. Stay tuned for today's episode of the Locked on Pistons podcast. You are Locked on Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's the deal? Welcome back to another episode. Oh, let me fix my hat up a little bit. My goodness. Uh, but welcome back to another episode of the Lockdown Pistons podcast. Per usual, I'm your host, Kuka Hill. You can find me over on Twitter at Kuka Hill. I want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We're free and available on all your podcast platforms. And if you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel at Lockdown Pistons. Hit that subscribe button or leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. The official sports book of Locked On make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 to get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. So we are joined today by, I'm sure all of you guys know who he is, Pistons content creator, Lions content creator, Detroit sports content creator, King. Thank you for coming on the podcast. It's been a little bit since we've had you on the podcast. And I've had a lot of listeners requesting, go get King on the podcast. We need to hear from King. We want to see this duo. So I appreciate you coming on, man. How are you doing today? Hey, man. Thanks for having me, man. Doing pretty good. Appreciate everything you've been doing too, man. You got a lot of great content out there, man. That was really cool what you did with uh with Cannon. Uh, I still go back and watch there every once in a while. So I appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. It's a grind out here, man. We working. We out here working. I see you working out there too. That Lions, Lions stuff. You be out there at the practices. Some real stuff, man. It's crazy. It's okay. Um, all right. Let's get into the Pistons now. Obviously, we're in. We're about a month away from a little bit over a month away from training camp, and I think it's safe to assume that the majority, almost ninety percent of the Pistons offseason, probably is finished. Now we might have like another trade, possibly, but it looks like the Pistons offseason. It's done. Um, what is your reaction? Your just quick reactions. We'll dive into the offseason, the draft, and some of the trades. But just what's your quick reaction to what the Pistons did this offseason? Um, my instant reaction is, hey, we went we went out and got some guys, added some guys that's going to help us uh, space the floor a little bit better. Uh, of course, we we can't wait to see uh, guys like Kay get back on the court, but. You want to add it, you know, uh, another piece of talent for him to be able to find out the out on that perimeter. Um, and then when you look into the draft, we also added some players that's going to help everybody out there. Uh, Sar is, man, absolutely amazing. So, um, you know, I'm pretty much, I'm 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 sound with what the Detroit Pistons have done so far. I still think it may be another small move coming, uh, but training camp is going to be very important for this team. So let's go ahead and start it off with the draft. Um, before we talk about who the Pistons drafted and what you think about Asar, who did you want at five before the draft? Was it Asar or did you have someone else that you wanted the Pistons to get before the draft? Um, it was Cam. <laughs> it was Cam. I'm a really big fan of Cam's game. Uh, probably a little still a little devastated of losing Sadiq Bey. Uh, but, you know, Cam was just a dog to me watching him on field. Um, but when we did get a SAR, I was definitely content with that, uh, simply because of what he brings on defense and how much of a hard worker he is, uh, you know, him and his brother being similar type players in ways, as far as effort, uh, going out there and giving everything they got, you know, in, in, um, 
we need that on we need that on this team. We need a guy that's going to come out there and play both sides of the basketball, give everything, got on defense, but at the same time, look for teammates. Team basketball is what we live in. We die by in Detroit. So to go and get a guy like Asar was huge for me. All right, so let's go ahead and stay on the topic of Asar Thompson. So obviously the Pistons drafted him with the fifth overall pick. We got to see him play a little bit in summer league. Um, I see you got the Rico Hines footage going on in the background. For those of you guys on YouTube, you guys can see that going on back there. Um, what do you what what have you thought about what you've seen from Asar in summer league? And if you want to talk a little bit about the Rico Hines, you can. Um, but what do you think about what you've seen from Asar thus far? Uh, ability to be a, a, a you know make plays for others. Um, be sound on defense, man. This dude is definitely ahead of the curve on defense. I I knew he had defense, but I didn't think he would be this good. You know, even just watching this Rico Hines footage that we just seen, man, he just was a pest uh, the entire time. But at the same time, being able to find guys, found, found Jalen Duran multiple times while they were in the gym, uh, you know, setting guys up to be successful. So if you're going to come out there um, and, and play with a, a K Cunningham and an Ivy, uh, uh, Jalen Duran, uh, you need to be able to also uh, give back to those players, which is set them up for plays and uh, set them up for, for success. So um, I think he fits in like a glove. All right. So in the draft, it wasn't just a SAR that they went and drafted. They ended up trading up to the 25th pick, I believe it was, for Marcus Sasser. What were your thoughts on the Pistons acquiring him um, with a backcourt that's pretty crowded at this point now that we look at it? We got Cade. Ivy, uh, Monty Morris, Burks, and Sasser, and Killian Hayes. What did you think about acquiring Marcus? Um, you know, it it, it kind of threw me for a curve. I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, I said, you know, we pretty much were content with Killian being a backup, an actual full time backup. So you went and got a star, who's a scorer, um, not the biggest guard. Which I, me personally, I'm not the biggest fan of. I like bigger guards. Uh, we are in an NBA right now that has bigger guards. So you need to be able to defend at the same time. So uh, he's a pesky defender, but um, on an NBA level, that's still a wait and see type of situation for me. So uh, knocking down a three ball is one thing, but I need more. I need you to be able to set up an offense. So, you know, watching him a little bit in his summer league, he's not that guy that's going to run your offense. That's just not what Sasser is. He's a guy that you put out there and say, go score the basketball. So, him uh, mentioning himself in his press conference saying that, you know, he was going to enjoy playing with guys like Cade and uh, being off the ball uh, is pretty much idea for what I can see Sasser being. Yeah. Sasser's pick. I've said this many times in the podcast with guests. And when we talked about Marcus Sasser, it definitely did surprise me a little bit. I thought they were going to go with another wing. I do think that it was a little bit of a luxury pick for the Pistons. I'm interested to see how they try to get him in the rotation this season with the guys they already got in the, in the backcourt, it's going to be interesting to see how Mar Monty Williams decides to um, really handle that that backcourt that they got going on. Um, but outside of the draft, I kind of mentioned one of the guys, Monty Morris, the Pistons traded for, uh, Michigan native. They also traded for Joe Harris, who absorbed pretty much all of their cap space, really, um, in free agency. What did you think about those two trade moves? Did you think those were the right moves to make? Do you think they're going to help the team this season? Just what was your overall thoughts on those? Um, with the Joe Harris trade, I, I definitely was on board with that. Uh, like I said, anytime you can go and get a shooter of that caliber, you go do it. Uh, but then when you look at Monty Morris, that was another move where I was like, okay, well, we're definitely most likely going to move on from Killian uh, because, I mean, you got to find basketballs for all these guys. You already got Burke on this, Burke's on this team too, so – 
it's uh it's a situation that I'm watching closely with the Pistons. Like I said, I I if this goes on to a training camp situation, I think it's going to be a a pretty big training camp for a lot of these guards because trying to find minutes on the court when you have a a bunch of guys like that is it's going to be tough. So if if guys like Killian, you know, wants to uh stick with this team, he's got to go and train and cap and drag everybody. Period. <laughs> That's the only way that I could see possible of him sticking around. He's got to go drag these dudes and say, hey, I'm better than these guys. You got to go impress Monty uh, Williams and say, hey, you know, I bring more than just uh, this or that. I can do a lot of little things uh, that can help this team be successful with this second unit. So it's going to be interesting. The Pistons entered the offseason with some of the most cap space in the entire free agency, but yet they didn't make one free agent signing. Were you surprised by that at all? Are you bothered by that at all? What, what do you think about that? Um, I'm not surprised. I'll say that. It's Troy Weaver. You know, Troy's not a guy that's just going to go out there and do things just to do them. Um, it's, it's just, you know, situations just didn't arrive where he would, you know, make a move. I mean, it happens that way sometimes. I mean, it's at this stage of this restoration that we have with the Pistons right now, I'm I'm totally content with that, you know. Let's go out here. Let's get a full season of of our guy and K, you know, and, and Ivy and, and Jalen Duran and Stu and see what we really, really have. Because these guys, I mean, you, you look at the number of lineups we had last season and the amount of games that guys missed. Um, it, it just wasn't enough time for us to go in and truly evaluate and see what we had. And speaking of Cade Cunningham, Cade has had a very hyped up summer, starting with the Team USA scrimmage where he really performed and wowed some people and got some high praise from Steve Kerr and other NBA players, uh, NBA reporters that were there. Then he follows it up with playing pretty well at this Rico Hines. A lot of people talking about how good he looked there. He's number one right now, I believe, by um, NBA analysts. I forget which, uh, I don't know if it was ESPN, Fox or whatever, but one of the, they, they took some votes of who was going to be most improved player of the year. And Kate finished first in one of them. I don't know if it was Fox or ESPN, which one it was. But either way, he's in the top three odds for most improved player overall. What do you expect from Kate Cunningham this year? Or, or actually, instead of expect, we'll talk about expecting in the second time. But what what's your reaction to the kind of hype he's getting right now this offseason? Um, man, it, it's definitely warranted. Uh, we didn't get an opportunity to see him last season. We only see him 12 games. So I think, you know, a lot of the fan bases, a lot of, you know, the league forgot that we did go and get that dude. You know what I'm saying? So this is this is definitely a, a breath of fresh air to see him being put back on that, that, that top of the list uh, type of uh, thing, man. Because, like I said, his game, just, just watching him at Rico Hines, everything just looks so easy you know his jump shot looks so good right now um i can't wait till you get out there and you know and tear the league up man and let the league know hey i'm here you know what i'm saying i'm here uh, of course there was a little bit of hate here and there with uh with, with k when you know he did play in this rookie season well this is going to be the opportunity to shut everybody's mouths you know this is going to be hey i'm establishing myself um, you can't do nothing but love me. You know, I, I can't wait for that season, the, revi- the revenge tour to take place this season. And we're definitely going to be talking about that when we come back. I can't wait to hear what you expect from K, the Pistons, former number one overall pick and their franchise player 
this season, which really going to be his second season, but his third year technically in the NBA. We'll talk about that and just what to expect from the Pistons overall. We'll get some King's thoughts on that as well. But first, I've got to tell you guys about one of our sponsors. This one, I got to tell you guys about FanDuel. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. And the NFL season is literally just a week away, week and a half away. Can't wait for it. For all you Lions fans out there, FanDuel has Lions as slight favorites to win 10-plus games and slight favorites to win the division. I can't remember the last time I saw something like that. Lions are America's team, it feels like, right now. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off or $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can be on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season with an offer you don't want to miss. That's FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. So I want to thank you guys again for making Locked On Pistons your first listen of every single day. We're free and available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel at Locked On Pistons. Hit that subscribe button or leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. That's another great way to support the podcast. So, King, we were talking about Kay Cunningham just now and the hype around him. So I guess we'll start with him. Uh, what do you expect from Cade this year? I, I feel like the expectations for Cade, not just from like the Pistons fan base, but nationally now are pretty high. Like before, I feel like it was a lot from Pistons fans, but now I, I know he was a first overall pick, but I kind of feel like he was forgotten for a minute there. But now it feels like everyone, every basketball watcher is expecting a huge season from Cade. What are you expecting from him? Yeah, I'm definitely expecting a borderline all-star type of season. I, I really am. Um, I think he's going to make everybody better. I think this team is going to look a lot better simply because he's on the court. Uh, we just didn't we didn't have that. We needed it last season. Well, even with a, a more improved roster, I, I just think he's going to have a, a excellent season, man. Um, man, my excitement since day one of getting Cade is no different. It's no different at all. I, I think he's ready to to establish himself and say, Hey, I'm the next guy in this league. That's I'm finna dominate, man. I'm finna dominate. So, uh, we're very fortunate to have him. And I think he's going to show us that this season, man. This year, it's really Kate's second season in NBA. I feel like, because obviously he missed almost like he played what 10 games last year. Um, so this is really his second season in the NBA, but, you know, he was the first overall pick, and he, he was the first overall pick for a reason, and people have expected a lot of things from him in the Pistons community, but like I said, nationally, it looks like it's coming around a little bit more. Do you think that the all-star, he should be an all-star at minimum this year? Do you think that's like the baseline, or do you think that should be a goal? I feel like there's, I've talked with a few people, I've seen some Pistons fans, they're like, Kate has to be an all-star this year, or, you know, he has to be 24, 7, and 6. Like, what what is it? Do you feel like the all-star team has to be this year for him? Or do you think that's something in the future? Um, you know, from a, a casual fan, I would expect that. From me, understanding the way the league operates, I that's the reason why I say borderline all-star. Um, you know, he's going to I think he's definitely gonna tear it up this season. But I think he's gonna end up being one of those guys that you say he got snubbed. You know what I'm saying? This season. That's just the way it goes in this league. 
let's just not forget he's on also a young roster. He's on a young roster as well. Um, I don't expect them to win a, a huge ton of games this season. So that's going to play a factor. Um, yeah, I, I think from a casual fans perspective, they would expect that. For me being a little bit more realistic and looking at all the factors, I would say borderline all-star. So one of the things that I, I have holding Cade back from being an all-star, something you just mentioned, is how many games is this team going to be winning? How many games are they going to be uh, are going to have won by the time the all-star voting ends, which I think it's like February or January or whatever? Like, are they good? Are they in a good position at that point? Are they fighting for the play-in at that point? And I can't say for sure yes or no. I don't know where this team is going to be. I don't expect them to win crazy amount of games. And I, I feel like to be an all-star, you have to have team success behind you, especially for a young guy like Cade um, in a small market. So I think that's what's going to hold it back for me. But I do expect him to be, I, I do expect him to be like an all-star level player in of himself, whether he gets named an all-star or not. Um, but something else you mentioned I want to get from you as well is obviously the team expectations this year. Um, the team won 17 games this past year. They dealt with some injuries. Obviously, the main one was to Cade. Um, but they dealt with some injuries throughout the year. They obviously started tanking the last like month and a half of the of the year. Uh, they went for Wemby. Let's just be honest. Um, Bojan missed a large part of the end of the season. Stu missed a large part of the end of the season. Um, it was just, and then they acquired Wiseman. Had to figure out. It, it was all kinds of stuff going on, along with missing your best player. Um, so they won 17 games. How many games are you expecting from the Pistons this year, based off the moves they made this off season? and internal development that you're expecting along with Monty Williams, who we didn't really talk about in the first segment, but he was probably their biggest move of the offseason, getting Monty Williams to join the squad. Um, all of that combined, what do you expect to see from the Pistons win loss wise? Do you have a range that you're looking at? Like, what are you thinking? Uh, my range currently right now is between 30 to 35 games. That's where I'm at right now. Um, just trying to be realistic. Yeah, we improved the roster. We got K back, but we also have a brand new coach. Uh, it's still going to be some learning moments out there. Uh, I, I totally washed out last season. You know what I'm saying? As soon as K down, I, went down, I was done. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, especially once I figured out, hey, we definitely going for Wendy. Uh, because guys were out for long periods of time with, with uh, simple injuries. Let's just say that. So I'm like, okay, I know what this is. I totally washed that out. Uh, Based off the roster, based off of his play, Cade's play, based off of Monty Williams as a coach in general, I settled around that 30 to 35 range. Yeah, that's just around where I have them as well. I've said that my expectation is that they're probably going to win 32 games. I think 32 games is reachable. I think that's probably where this team is. Um, because like you said, I don't think that they were a 17-win team last year. Now, I also wasn't very high on last year's team. I, th I don't think they are 17 wins, but I don't think they're like 30. I think they're probably like realistically for me, like a 23, 24 win team. And if you look at a 23 win team jumping to 32, that's not as crazy as saying a 17 win team just jumped 15 games in one off season, because I don't think that's actually who they were. If, if everyone was healthy and Kate actually played, I don't think we'd be looking at 32 wins this year as some crazy jump. Um, so that's where I have them expected to finish around. So I completely agree with you. Um, the thing is, is that do you believe Pistons fans will think that's enough? Do you think do you think the the Pistons fan base, if the Pistons were to win, let's say they won 32 games, 33 games, at the end of the year, do you think Pistons fans would be saying, 
we had a good year? Or do you think, because I'm seeing, I don't know about you in your community, but the Pistons community I'm watching and seeing and, and scrolling around and the comment section, Twitter, all these places, I'm seeing some people get a little tired of Troy Weaver already. And so what do you think? If they were to win 32-33 games, what do you think the, the reactions from the fan base would be? Not good. <laughs> you know, hey, listen, Coop, I'll be honest with you. We're dealing with this fan base for 10 years now. And, man, uh, we've we've had some down times. But when it comes to this process, oh, my God, the impatience is ridiculous. You know, it's just like, what have you done for me lately with the fan base? I get it. You know, um, been a lot of downtime, but bro, come on, man. Like, this is, you know, we just talked about last season. You know, when you look at the the, the stage that we are right now in the restoration, um, I think 30 to 35 games is actually right where we should be in this process. They have to learn how to win first. They have to learn how to win first. So we can't go and expect them to tear the, you know, tear the NBA up just because we made a few roster moves here and there. Uh, we got to be realistic. But with this fan base, oh, boy. It, it's uh, Yeah, I've seen a lot of Troy Weaver, uh, let's say, uh, hate. <laughs> but, um, I, you know, I get it from, from a, a fan base that's seen Stan Van Gundy and, you know everything else. I, it's understandable, but let's 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 be realistic, guys. This is where we probably end up next season, uh, as far as wins, and that's okay. It's okay. So uh, this is the last thing I want to say about that, and then we'll move on to the game of yes and no that we're going to play with King that we played with Omari and James. We're going to see how King does with it. But the, the thing about the Pistons restoration and and what Troy Weaver has going on. I'm not sitting here saying Troy Weaver is a great GM. I honestly don't know if we know yet if he's a great GM or, or you know, we don't know yet. We got to see how he does once he, you know, where can the team take the next step eventually? Well, I'll wait to see that. But my feeling is like a lot of fans feel like you need like this immediate success this year because it's year four, simply because it's year four since uh, Weaver took over. And my thing is if the team were to win 32 games this year, are you any lower on Cade? Are you any lower on Jay and Ivy? Are you any lower on Jalen Duran? Are you any lower on Asar Thompson? Because if you aren't, those guys are not even close to their primes yet. Jalen Duran's probably like six, seven years away from his prime. In six, seven years, he's going to be 25. Like, he's, he's not even close to his prime yet. Ivy's about five years away from being like 26, 25. Cade's five, six years away from entering his physical prime. They're a long ways away from actually being their best selves. So unless you're lower on their future and lower on their like progression and who they are, I don't see how simply seeing growth in the win total year to year wouldn't be like, I'm not saying they, that you need to be okay with never making the playoffs again. What I'm saying is like, if they went 32 games this year, you've seen them jump 15 games from last year and you have a good young core that you believe in that you think will be really good when they hit their primes in like four years. And that's really what you're building for. You're not building for a 24 season. You're building for when they're in their primes. Um, that was a little bit of a rant for me, but I had, I had, I had, I had I, it was warranted. It was definitely I had, warranted. I had to say it. Um, but anyways, when we come back, we're going to play a game of yes or no with King. Let's see what his answers are. Let's see if he does. His, so we did this game with James and James did a good job, but he eventually on one of the questions he had to get an explanation for, he wouldn't, he wouldn't allow it just to be a yes or no. Omari gave a yes or no with every single answer. 
So I appreciate that. But James was fun as 100% as fun as well. Um, so I'm interested to see how, how, uh, how King does here, but stay tuned for that first. You guys got to hear from some of our lovely sponsors. So I want to thank you guys again for making Locked On Pistons your first listen of every single day. We're free and available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel at Locked On Pistons. Hit that subscribe button or leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. That's another great way to support the podcast. All right, King, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right, so I'm going to be – it's going to be like – depending on how long it takes for you to think about your answer, it's going to be somewhat rapid-fire questions here. Like, I'm, as soon as you answer, well, I should have one right back to back to back to back. Okay. You ready? Let's go. All right, okay. So, the first one is one we've already talked about. but So, it, this is a little bit of a softball. But will Kay Cunningham be an all-star this season? No. Will the Detroit Pistons make the playing this year? Yes. Okay. Will the Pistons make the next round of the in-season tournament? No. Will the Pistons win 40 games? No. Will Cade win most improved player of the year? Yes. Will the Detroit Pistons make another trade before the start of the season? No. (laughs) No. Okay. Okay. That was a different answer than Amari and James gave. Okay. Okay. Um, so I was the next question was going to be was will Killian Hayes be on this team the start of the year? So I'm assuming you're going to say yes to that one. Yes. Okay. Um, will Osara Thompson be the starting wing by the end of this season? Yes. Will the starting lineup be Cade, Ivy, Boyan, Stu, and Duran? Beginner season. Yeah, to start the season. Yes. Okay. Um. Will Jalen Duran average a double double this year? Yes. Will Isaiah Stewart shoot thirty five percent from three this year? Yes. Will Asar Thompson make an all rookie team this year? Yes. All right. Okay. You did pretty. You you skated through that. You you skated through it. That's fair. Oh, oh, That's going fair. back though, I I did answer one the way I you know the opposite of what I really wanted to say. Which so, which which one? Which one? Uh, it was about uh Kate. Okay. I I I think you did pretty good with that. I'm not gonna lie. I gave you some quick ones over and over and over, and you and you did pretty well with it. You did pretty well with it. Yeah, I yeah, man. I will say this: I want K to be an All Star. Do I believe he's going to be All Star this season? No, I think sir. Like I said before, the circumstances going to keep him from doing it. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I think Kate's going to be really good this year. It's just a matter of I, – I, it really does, I feel like, just fall on whether the Detroit Pistons are any good. I, and whether they are good at the end of the year, like the 11th seed or make the play-in, I just think they have to be, like, not bad by the time the voting ends. Like, because the voting ends around, like, January, February. So as long as they're, like, not just horrible at that point, I think maybe he can do it. But – We'll we'll see what happens. It's we'll see be what some happens. Curves out there. Yeah. So I, I got actually I got two more. I got two more questions. I just thought of. I want to ask you here. All right. Okay. I got two more. Will Isaiah Livers be a mainstay in the rotation this year? No. Okay, that's an interesting one. And will James Wiseman be the Pistons' permanent backup five this year? Yes. So that one's going to be interesting because. 
James Wiseman and Marvin Bagley, they're going to be competing for those minutes at the five. And it's, you know, Weaver traded for Bagley, gave him a contract. He also then just traded for Wiseman. He's talked very highly about Wiseman. It doesn't seem like that they have room for both of them on the team moving forward. So it's going to be interesting to see which one they end up going with. I I think they're going to be fighting for it in in training camp for sure. Yeah. Uh, It's big time for health uh, for Bagley. Be available. That's been the biggest thing since he's been here. Be available. Uh, Wiseman, you know, I, I'm going to be honest with you. wasn't the biggest fan of the trade. I wasn't. Uh, but Troy Weaver loves this guy. He loves him. So, yeah, I think he definitely uh, he could. I think, I think they're probably going to go with James Wiseman yeah. as the backup five simply because of, I guess – I guess you'd say that James Wiseman's future ceiling is a little bit more unknown than Bagley. You probably know what Bagley is at this point. You, he's probably not reaching like some crazy level or, or really taking this huge step. He basically is who he is at this point. Wiseman still has that blank unknown of he's barely played through three years. This was a number two overall pick. You haven't gotten to see him a lot. The team's really high on him. He's getting a chance to play finally, blah, blah. So because of all that unknown, I think that's why he'll get the back of five minutes immediately because they have to get him those reps. Um, but again, like I said, it, it's going to be interesting because if they're really trying to win immediate, like win as many games this year and Monty is just worried about winning games, I think Bagley's probably better than Wiseman right now. And I wonder if that, like, I'm just, I'm just really, I think training camp's going to be super cool because there's a lot of battles going on. Now, I don't think that the backcourt is actually a battle. I feel like it's an unfair battle. I think they've already decided. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We can call it a battle, but I think it's pretty much decided at that point. I I think Monty, you're not sitting Monty and Alec Burks. Like, I just don't see how you're sitting those two guys. Um, The backup bigs, though, along with the backup big and Livers versus Harris versus Asar versus, like, I think all those guys are battling right there. Um, And it's going to be really interesting to see. So, can't wait for training camp, man. Um, yeah. Appreciate you coming on the podcast, man. I hope all you guys enjoy it, man. Um, go ahead and shout out your Twitter and YouTube. I know probably everyone listening to this, watching this already knows who you are, but go ahead and shout it out for everyone who may who may not. Uh, everything King on YouTube and Twitter um, and on Instagram is I underscore M King 77 X. That's where you guys can find me. I'm there all the time creating content, uh, posting Pistons content uh everything especially twitter so before i wrap up the podcast just give me this quick answer what do you what are you thinking for the lions this year playoffs playoffs playoff win? do you think a playoff yeah. one's coming yeah I, I think we win the division man i think we win the division um i'm not afraid of any one of the teams that we have in our division right now a lot of young quarterbacks young teams rebuilding teams um vikings inconsistent i think we win the we win that division, man, and um, we we probably make a little bit of noise in the playoffs. All right, we'll see. I haven't seen people be this high on the Lions. <laughs> I feel like in my entire life as a Lions fan, I don't think I've ever seen. Let, let me say this. Let me say this, Coop. As long as I've been a Lions fan, I've never seen a, the team built this way. I've never seen a coaching staff like we have right now. So that's what's you know got me a little bit more optimistic this season. Yeah, I. 
only if my, you know, I have a Stafford jersey up there behind me. <laughs> only if he got to have this this coaching staff in, in front oh, of him, dude. Man. It would have been it would have been crazy. But all right, let's let we can't go too crazy with the Lions <laughs> right now. We can't we can't we can't completely change the podcast. Right. Thank you, King, for coming on, man. I appreciate it. Um, yeah. thank you guys for making Locked On Pistons your first listen of every single day. We're free and available on all your podcast platforms. Hit that subscribe button to the YouTube channel. Leave us a five-star review, whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. And until next time, I'll see you guys later. Stay safe. Till next time, peace out.